The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Building Blocks of Success. Welcome back. This is going to be session two. We are in episode nine, Momentum. Let's take a look at what this is and how it actually impacts us. Momentum, we've all seen it a million times where you're at a sporting event and the momentum of the team changes. Maybe you've seen it where you're playing a game and everything that you were doing before was working and everything you're doing now isn't working. And it's great as a player when I'm playing against somebody and they're going to the cage and, for instance, and playing defense or I take the ball away and Instead of having them push up their shoulders and sit up, you know, stand up tall like a Superman pose and say to themselves, all right, he got lucky. I can take this guy. If I see them with their head down, they kick their stick a little bit, they swear to themselves, and I know I'm getting in their head. And if I can do that a couple more times and even say some stuff as I walk by under my breath to help, then I'm shifting momentum. I'm shifting the momentum of their belief that I can do this to... I'm not so sure anymore to what the heck am I doing to I don't want the ball anymore. So if you play like, again, when I play lacrosse, I'm a defenseman. So I'm a guy with a long stick trying to make sure people don't shoot against or score against us. And there are times where in the beginning, lay a, a check that's really hard in the beginning. It's obviously a good check and valid check, but it's hard. That's the pace. And they run at the cage again. They're doing their thing. And I take the ball away. Now we're two for two. Do it again, and now it's three for three. Next time that person's going to run towards the cage, they'll take two or three steps and they pass the ball. Second they pass the ball, I already know the momentum of that individual is off the game. Matter of fact, he's not playing anymore, even though he's on the field. The reason he's not playing is he doesn't have any belief in himself. The momentum got shifted. So momentum's all about your belief. Yeah, there's lots of sports out there you can take a look at, a lot of modern ones that you can take a look at that just happened as of late. But some of the epic ones are things like in, like, gosh, it had to be back in 82. I know it's really a long time ago, but you had the 49ers and you had the Cowboys and it was an epic battle. Absolutely epic is one of the most unbelievable football games of, of, of the time. And even since then, it was just, a, it was an absolute battle. And it's 27, 21, San Francisco's on their own 11 yard line. They don't have a lot of time left, about two minutes. Joe thought, you know, Joe Montana basically took his team and went 89 yards, one after another, after another, after another, five, five yard out, seven yard out, 12 yard out, five yard out, just marching down the field. And sure, Shinola, he threw that ball and went right into Dwight Clark, who's a tight end. And that was the end of a dynasty of the Cowboys and the start of another dynasty with the 49ers. But you could tell at the end, the momentum was changing. Cowboys didn't have the same belief in their ability to get to Joe. You could literally see Joe after one yard, right? Through that one down, boom, then through another. Then it was first down. And you can literally see the Cowboys are nervous. They're afraid because they can feel it happening. On the flip side, probably one of the worst disasters in individual sports, if you want to see it unfortunately happen, is... With, with Greg Norman and in his masters, he was literally six shots ahead, one round of golf left to play. All you had to do 
is just play, not even good, just play, just just hit normal golf. And if you just played par, he was going to win. I mean, who's going to catch up to him? Six, six holes. Very first shot, first hole, I think it was the second, Greg went into a bunker. See him walking towards the bunker. His head was down, he's dragging his club. He didn't get out of the bunker very well. What he did over the course of the next 15, 16 holes was an absolute terrible thing to watch. What started to happen was he got three straight bogeys. Boom, boom, boom. Then he put two shots into the water, which means you add another point into your score, right? So you put it in the water, that's one shot, then another shot to get it out, then another third shot from where you put it into the water. Within seconds, now his six-shot lead is down to one. And as that's happening, Nick Faldo is the golfer that's right behind him, sinks an 18-foot putt, just puts it all away. Rick Norman's never come back from that. He's very successful at doing the, the landscaping for golf courses, has a very infamously famous clothing line. But if you ever look up Greg Norman, he'll be one of, known as one of the chokers in golf. So momentum is a beautiful thing that goes both ways. Momentum is this crazy thing that's invisible that can change the tide of an individual, of a game, of a team, the success of one person. So when we look at momentum, I just want to spend a couple minutes because this week I've had five individuals in different scenarios talk to me about momentum. And I just want to spend a couple minutes, especially for my newer individuals, about momentum. You have a goal in life, put a plan together to get it. You have action steps that need to be done. When we start to achieve, let's take a look at momentum from a positive standpoint in sales. The person I was talking to, they do seminar selling. And what that means is that they will do some type of advertising, phoning, um, emails, et cetera. They will fill a room of people that are qualified because after they get the invites, they have a quick phone call with them. So they're qualified people inside the room. They will go do their seminar. They will close for yeses and nos from the participants if they want to meet with them. The average for this individual, they will typically have 30 to 40 people in the room. They will walk out typically with 22 yeses. Those 22 yeses will translate into typically about 18 to 20 face-to-faces. Now, in that process, that that individual will typically get of that, they will normally achieve six small sales, which will turn into something later. They will get, on average, three okay sales and usually one really nice one. And they know that. So every seminar is a nice sale. Every seminar is three pretty darn good ones. And there's six okays. But they also know that we're going to get anywhere from 10 to 11 to 12 pieces of business. But we got to sit down with about 20 people to do that. We need to have about 35 to 30 people in the room to do that. So they spend a lot of time and energy to fill the room, and they will have the presentation. After the presentation, they will follow up with the face-to-faces. With that is first meetings, second meetings, closing meetings, onboarding meetings, et cetera. It's interesting that 
when I was having a conversation with them, and this is pretty consistent for them, those numbers. Well, this time they wanted to put in, in which they did in the month of January, they wanted to have a seminar that would be really epic for them. That's about 200 people to show up, which is about 300 people to say they're going to come. The whole thing with their numbers. So they knew all the numbers. Wanted to have 200 people show up. The beginning of December, all, well, excuse me, the beginning of November, through November, through December, they're working hard, getting alliances, doing small mini talks, sending out the, the, the advertisings, having conversations with people. I mean, they're really working hard. They're working their plans. They're doing exactly what the action steps said they had to do. Well, they got to the number that they wanted. Now it's time to do the talk and the follow-up and all the meetings. Now, where the momentum happened, the shift, was right around at the time, again, if you look at the ratios of the 200, you know, they're looking at maybe 150 that were going to say yes. And of that, you know, again, looking at the percentages, they had a large number of yeses. And they have a big team, so everybody was super busy and is super busy. The interesting thing is they're rounding third base now. So they've seen probably 80% of the people, about 70%, 75%. When I say seen, they've seen everybody they had to see in the first meeting that, 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 that said yes. They've closed of the uh, you know, 150 people, they've closed probably about 80 or so. They have a, more to come. And one of the owners during our call said, this is fantastic. Time that I need a vacation. Another one of the owners said, what? Why are we not doing this again at the end of February, the beginning of March? And the one owner said, well, we just, everyone killed themselves. We did a great job. This was a huge success. Let's cherish it. And we'll do another one maybe in July. But the other partner was confused on why would we let the momentum of the team go from a good speed, a quality speed, everyone's excited, everyone's happy with the money they're making, everyone's really excited by the growth that they're doing because of the amount of people they can help. So there's, there's goodness all around. If the one partner wanted to slow it down, they wanted to slow it down just to relish, say, hey, we did it. Look at this. We were successful. The other partner is saying, okay, but honestly, that's what our plan called for. We created a plan that called for the number of activities they need to do with the results that we needed to get based on the ratios to get to where they needed to be. And they did it. So congratulations. Honestly, it was phenomenal. They all leaned in and they did a good job. But the job they did was the job they were supposed to do. And they finally got the results. And here is one of them saying, let's take the foot off the gas. Now, if you want to go out and celebrate, which you should celebrate, every hard job, hard work, hard episode, whatever, needs a little, needs a little right? Relaxation for a moment. And you need to recognize the fact you've worked hard and you should get a reward. That's a little four-year-old inside of you that says, well, if I'm going to spend my entire day cleaning my room, am I going to get a piece of ice cream at the end of this thing? So we have to make sure 
that we do have some rewards in these scenarios. One of the things we want to do is understand momentum. People are feeling good. People are feeling positive. When it's quote unquote, when it rains, it pours. That's good momentum. That's the time to do the things that you're always afraid to do. That's the time to do the things that you're challenged. That's the time to push a little harder. So think about a hill. You're on the top of the hill. You just had a great campaign like they did. So they're on the downside of the hill. Now, I agree with the other partner. They should be setting one up for the end of February, March. Go the same for the same process. Go take, take three or four days and celebrate. But why would you take 180 days off? They're on the top of the mountain. Imagine you're on top of the mountain. You, you killed yourself to get to the top. and You're riding a bicycle. You're very to the top. That first 20% on the descend of the hill is where you relax. You should take a deep breath. Then you got to crank about 25 to 30% of your effort on the downslope. Right before the peak of the downslope, right before the very bottom, there is that little, what I would call an concave, a little bit of a cave of the downslope to the bottom to the upslope. Right before that concave coming down, you are 100% turbo. And you are pushing as hard as you can all the way up to the top of the hill. When you get to the top, that's when you sit up and you breathe and you change your gears. And then again, on the top of the hill, you start to come down. Now 20%, you get towards that bottom. Boom, now you're at 100. You have to manage our momentum. I don't understand why you would pedal really, really hard on the way down and then get off your bicycle to walk up. So if you have the momentum, Please do not slow down the momentum. Chase it. Stay on top of it. Your momentum is like fire. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it can go out just like that. So stay with it when you can. Now, when the momentum shifts and it goes backwards, here's a couple of tips. One, make sure that you eliminate distractions, eliminate noise, eliminate negative feedback. You don't want anything in your mind that's not telling you that you can get this thing done. So if you're off momentum, if your momentum's slowing down, if you can feel the change happening, if the shift is occurring, don't forget who you are. Don't forget your self-worth. Don't forget your ability, your effort, and your performance. Number two is, again, distraction. Shut off noise. When you start to do those things, it gets back your momentum. It really slows down others. You should be working on your weaknesses, optimize your sales process. How do you look at how to shorten up your sales cycle? How do you do the things that you're afraid to do, you need to do? Momentum to gain momentum is about control. So if you have it going in the opposite direction, start to act as if I'm financially independent, I don't need this business. You're going to act from a position of power, not from fear. Acting from a position of fear will almost always increase your negative momentum in the opposite direction. So team, when you are becoming successful, when you are achieving the result that you expect, please use the momentum to keep you moving. Use the success to breed more success. There's nothing worse than, well, a lot of worse things, but it is awful. And being successful, living in your, your own success, and then starting dead stop. Shared this with you a couple of times. I remember when we moved from our first house to our second house. Second house was gorgeous, um, had to do a lot of work to it, but it had a pool, a tennis court, big yards, great, right? Loved it. 
And man, I really loved being in the first summer of that house. Never had a pool and it'd be three o'clock in the afternoon. My business was rocking. And all of a sudden I decided that I was going to live, live the life, right? I was going to start to to, 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 to take in and celebrate my rewards. And I was doing it more than I deserved. So I'd be home at three o'clock, be going to work at 10. I stopped doing the things that got me successful. I started to believe in the news, right? Believe in, in what people are the hubbub of saying. And you start to think you're way better than you are. And you think that what you're doing is untouchable. Well, in the world of commission sales, you take their eye off the ball that pipeline starts to slow down. When the pipeline slows down, there's no business coming in. There's no business coming in. Your paycheck changes. So yeah, it was nice to sit there and get the sun and do all those things. But what I was doing was slowing the momentum down. What I was doing, yeah, I could sit there and say, I deserve it. I deserve to relax. I deserve, yeah, I deserve all that stuff. But not three o'clock in the afternoon. Not if I didn't earn it. I didn't do the behavior during the day to earn the right to sit on that float at three o'clock. I just said, you know what? I'm successful. I just had a hell of a year. I deserve this. No, that was the plan. That was the plan to get there. So if you want to take some time and celebrate, you have to celebrate. It's good to celebrate. It's good to sit back and take a deep breath and recalculate. Doesn't mean you stop. Momentum is a very hard thing to get. Don't let it out of your hand when you get it. And if you don't have it, it's about doing your daily behaviors regardless of the results. Having the belief that you have to work your plan and you have to make sure that as you're working your plan, you're doing exactly what the action items are that your plan calls for. We've been through this a million times of how to do a cookbook. A cookbook is your behavioral plan on how you can achieve whatever results that you're expecting. Because all goals have to be converted to behavior because that's the only thing we can control. So if you want to control your momentum, understand the highs and lows of sales. Understand that when you just make a big sale is the best time to keep prospecting. It's not the time to go take a five or 10 day vacation unless you have earned it, right? Now, a lot of successes, I always love to say to my kids and others, you got to live with alligator arms, right? You, you achieved what you wanted to achieve. Congratulations. But that's what your plan called for. You didn't do anything above and beyond it. You didn't crush it. You did what your plan called for. And congratulations, it's great. But why would you slow down? You just did all the hard work. It takes three times, team, it takes three times the energy to get started than it does to continue momentum. So when you're successful, it's okay to celebrate. But man, don't take your foot off the gas with your momentum. Don't take your foot off the gas. You don't make your week, it's tough to make a month. You don't make a month, it's tough to hit your quarter. You don't hit your quarter, it's really hard to make your year. That's is something that's consistent, not something that starts and stops. Keep your momentum going. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 